person that came up. Uh, and then I said short answer no. And then I was like, what's the long answer? <laughs> to, is the Sultan of Oman gay? Does is Sultan gay? <laughs> Find out. Oman? Also, I've started recording. Okay. <laughs> because I had to. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, That's why you're laughing so hard. It's so weird. Um, so, hmm. for this... It's not as funny as I wanted it to be. It's, uh, yeah, I think just the fact that Google's like... Well, no, it, I wasn't reading that. I was reading about him moving to Zanzibar. Oh. It's not as funny as I wanted it to be. Mm. Was it like he was chased out of town because they were going to murder him? No, that would have been funny. Oh. It's like Zanzibar became a part of Oman, and so he moved there. And then his successor abolished their slavery and made their country better. And I'm like, that's not funny. That's boring. (laughs) That's nasty. (laughs) Nasty boy. (laughs) Great for you and people. (laughs) Terrible for comedy. Terrible for me. (laughs) Releasing slaves isn't funny. That's not funny at all. It's just noble and good. Gosh dang you. Uh, I guess... I don't know, like, maybe we can make fun of the people that had enslaved them, but no. it's not, I don't know enough about it Sure. to make fun of them, like I do Southerners. I'm trying to decide, like, I, I looked up stuff about um, uh, Delphine LaLaurie, right, mm-hmm. who's like a horrible woman, the, demon lady. The, the murderess. Yes, um, but I was trying to decide if that was, like... I mean, it's not funny, obviously. We are so um, close to Halloween. Maybe just save it. Ooh, that's a good idea. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, it's it's not funny, but it is, like, an interesting story that I feel like has a good ending. Yeah. And, like, I like it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like not a lot of people actually know it. Maybe more people now because of American Horror Story. But right. in general, I don't think a lot of people know about it. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, one of the good, like, as bad as it sounds, one of the good American slavery stories where it's, like, Oh, wow, yeah, you're, like, really, really bad, <laughs> right. so it's not okay for you to do this yeah. anymore. Please like, stop oh, no. and leave. They liked it. Shut up. Nobody. Shut up. They sure didn't. They did not. Uh, also, maybe we'll just put you in slavery and make you like it. They're like, oh, no, but it's superior race. Well, I'm a white woman. Blah, so. blah, blah, blah. There was a little bit of superiority of the Caucasian race in the story I'm going to talk about. Okay. Um. But just, like, people, met white men writing in their notes, like, oh, clearly, the white man. Oh. Uh, but it takes place in 1904. Goodness. I don't Goodness. know when uh, Delphine lived. But it's, it was not the 1900s. No, no, no. It's, like, I think late 1700s. Yeah. It's, yeah. like, very... Uh, so I'm going to talk about the... Uh, well, first of all... Welcome to Hysterical History. The broad perspective. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh, I was stretching, so uh, it's kind of high. We just recorded one episode, so we're already, like, warmed up, which is why this warm-up sounds really weird. Yeah. And then we just immediately are like, let's go. <laughs> let's go. I'm Haley. I'm Alexis. What color ranger are you? Power ranger? Yeah. Um, purple? Is there a purple one? You can be purple if you want. I don't, okay, I'm just saying, like, the original, I don't think there's purple. Well, the original, no. Okay. But they have like uh, like newer ones. They have like teal ranger and I mean teal's pretty cool too. Teal's pretty cool. I'll be purple. Okay. I like purple. Purple ranger. What are you? I don't know. Okay. Uh aubergine? Ugh. That's purple. <laughs> no, it's eggplant. It can't well be purple. Um oxblood. Maroon. Mm. I got on Polyphor, I told you. Yeah, and yeah, I just yeah. started liking things at random to try to 
establish a pattern of aesthetic uh-huh. statistically. And oxblood, teal, aubergine, and gold showed up quite a bit. Mm, that's not surprising to me. It's like all the jewel tones on one end and then just like pastels on the other. Mm. It's like either I'm a fancy murderess or I am adorable. Anyway, let's talk about the Olympics. Okay. Olympics! Just so people know, the Olympics are my favorite thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I legitimately believe that the world would be so much better if instead of going to war with countries, the attacking country just got to pick a sport, an Olympic sport, that they think that they're better at than the other country, as long as obviously the other country actually can do this sport. Um you know, like there's a council. Like the United Nations helps them pick a sport. Sure. And then they just, that's how they settle their disagreements. Just like whoever wins. Boy, I'd like to read a speculative fiction about that because it would turn sports into something that would be so fraught with like political importance. Right. That like, how would you, how would you train to become a referee for these sports? It would have to be so momentous. Well, it's like it's like they have the judges from the neutral countries, just like in the Olympics, mm-hmm. right? So how do you how do you guarantee that they are neutral? Um, They're never neutral. You, they, I mean, they own the banks. Someone is going to be more profitable for them to win. You gotta just impossible. You gotta just do what they do right now. Impossible. Impossible. Pick, pick, <laughs> pick countries who don't play these sports ever. <laughs> yeah. You will do bobsledding and painting. Ethiopia. Ethiopia. And the United Arab Emirates. Uh, and they're like, what? Hope you have a good bobsledder. <laughs> Watch Jamaican bobsled team. Oh, so it's possible. <laughs> Miracle. <laughs> In the ice tube. But yeah, every every couple years, the Olympics <laughs> is one of my favorite things to do. To watch, yeah. to experience. I have, I like Team USA's Facebook page, so I see stuff from them all the time about their pre-trials and stuff. Yeah, I'm into it. It's great. Um, I ended up researching this into the early hours mm-hmm. one night, and do you know what I was researching? No. Uh, strychnine, or strychnine. Oh, right, you talked to me about it. Yes. Uh, you remember when we met and I told you your name sounded like strychnine and that's why I liked it, and uh-huh. then it made you mad? Uh, I mean, because people mispronounce it into strychnine all the time. Sure. They're like, uh, Haley strychnine? I'm like, mm, it's not even close. <laughs> it doesn't look like that at all. Not even close. Also, um, I learned a lot about the chemistry of alkaloids. Cool. And which are, uh, when a plant is angry at the world and doesn't want you to eat it, mm-hmm. it puts a lot of Poison. alkaloids or nitrogen-rich uh, compounds into a part of itself it doesn't want you to eat. And those turn into uh, caffeine and nicotine and cool. uh, strychnine. But we call it strychnine and for no reason. Yay. Just because, even though obviously it should be eaten. Can we pause? Yes. I want to get more drink. Alexis needs to get more drink, so we're going to pause. This button. And we're back. That button. We're back. I had a taco. Chalupa. It's like a taco. But somehow not, apparently. Somehow not. And I have the pink water. Mmm, yuck. Pink water. Anyway, Olympics. Olympics. So, the Olympics are an old thing. Uh, Very old. But in, like, the 1890s, some people got together and were like, let's have new Olympics. Bringing it back. And they had one in Athens. 
Mm-hmm. And then they had one in Paris. Yep. And then what was the third one, Alexis? Don't know. St. Louis, Missouri. Sure. The other great shining capital. Beautiful. I was pretty sure it was in America, but I was like, I don't know where. We've had it all over America. Mm-hmm. Who can know? Um, I mean, we had one in Lake Placid, so whatever. I guess. But, man, St. Louis? Terrible. Missouri? In the summer? Nasty. Yep. Uh, that was the 19... 19- 1904 Summer Olympics, and it was, um... I mean, we didn't have a ton of cities then, and we needed city with space. Could have been Chicago. With space. Could. They had space. Mm. But... I mean, we, they, they just had the World's Fair. No, no, no. They they were having the World's Fair oh. in St. Louis. That's why they did it. Oh. Yeah. And Roosevelt was like... I see. Psych, Chicago. La, la, la. La, we're going to have in this nasty, dirty city. Oh, Teddy. And there were, uh, shockingly, a uh, few countries that participated because no one wanted to go to St. Louis. Mm. I mean, that's fair. It's like, there's no way to get there quickly. We don't want to do it. It's gross and terrible. Fine. Yeah, it's weird to have it be in America that early. Yeah. Because it's so hard to get here then. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Not even in a nice city. No. Or like a port one? city? Yeah, a port. Somewhere with a, you know, transportation to it. No. You no. gotta you gotta get there and then you gotta drive in your cart. In your or your very old your, car. In your buggy. Yeah. Yeah, they had cars. But not good ones. They're not good ones. That are gonna get you that far. It's very mm-hmm. far. Uh so the St. Louis World's Fair is a riot of weirdness. Mm. Um, all on its own. But we are going to talk about specifically the men's marathon event. Okay. Some basics. It included 32 athletes mm-hmm. representing four nations, technically. Okay. Do you know what they are? Can you guess? America. One. England. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, kind of on two fronts. One of the people who meddled was English. Okay. Um, but he lived in the U.S. and he competed under the U.S. flag. Okay. There were also two gentlemen from South Africa, but South oh, Africa is owned by England. Is owned by England. Got it. Yep. Success. Success. France. Nope. Hmm. Again, sort of. Who is it? There was a Frenchman who didn't bring the proper paperwork to document himself, ah. so they were like, you're an American. Yes, I've heard of that. Yep. <laughs> um, so I still have two countries? Uh, yes. Are they big countries? One of them is. Like, I would be able to guess them decently easily? One, you can guess one of them. The other one, there's never in a million years. Germany? No. Russia? No. Austria? No. Italy? Greece. Ah, dang it! That's my next one. <laughs> Just making my way over the map. Yep. Greece, because uh, it's the third Olympics, and it's sure. still like very important for Greek right. people to be in the Olympics. And then the one I'll never guess, Azerbaijan. Uh, Cuba. Mm. Cuba. Cuba. Yeah, I wouldn't guess Cuba. <laughs> no, no one guessed Cuba. Even though they're real close. They're very close. There were a couple favorites in the event, uh, like four or five. Is Cuba their own nation, then? Uh, they have independence? I mean, I don't know. I guess so. Maybe. 1904. So I thought we owned them. 1904 Cuba? 1904 Cuba? 
independence. Because that was like part of the Spanish-American War, so we wanted Cuba. Mm-hmm. American Treaty of Relations, 1903. Mm. So just barely. It's, and okay. it was ratified in 1904. But Ha-ha. this is happening in August, so yes. perhaps... They're probably technically not American anymore. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. Anyway. Uh, anyway, there were a few favorites who had actually run marathons before, but the <sighs> the vast majority of people had not. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine right now? Uh huh. Going into like. I'm going to do the javelin throw. I've never done it before. <laughs> never done it, but it looks like fun. But like, you know, how hard can it be? How <laughs> I've never lifted 800 pounds before, but how hard can it be? I'm here. It's here. I'll do it. I've never really done a flip before, but how hard can gymnastics be? Yeah, I've never I've never done any of this, but a marathon can't I be can't that hard. Really swim, but how hard can it be? <laughs> also, like, sure you can run, no. but marathons are twenty-six miles. They're very, very difficult. They're so long, and like the first guy who ran one died immediately it, after. It is famously lethal. Yeah. Uh, I think this one was 20, 24 and a bit miles. Okay, so it's not a full one, but I mean, that's yeah. close enough. 24.8. That's so long to run. It's a very long, like, now, I'll put it in perspective, because I ran these numbers, I was interested. Right. The current Olympic record is two hours and six minutes. Which is so fast. It's very fast. If you finish under two hours, 20 minutes, you're considered, like, well done. Right. You did real good. Oh, yeah, because it's so, it's that's so long. Mm-hmm. And you have to be so consistently fast to yeah. get that. Uh, the current world record is only, like, four minutes faster. It's two hours, two minutes and something. Right. Uh, at the time, the Olympic record was two hours, 58 minutes. So, like... It's gone down a bit. Almost a whole nother hour, yeah. Um, but it's still, like, in the two-hour range. Right. It's, uh... That you can't do unless you've trained for it. Yeah, these people have, like, trained their whole lives. Right. Shut up, animals. Um, shut up, animals. I think, though, is the window open? I think the window might be open. I'll close it. Okay. Yeah, yep. it's open. Open window. I'm hearing the whistle and the dogs. Yeah, the whistle is a parrot. Yep. Um, he knows how to make phone sounds, answering machine sounds, a whistle, a whistle, normal bird tweets. He makes it sound like a van backing up, which is my least favorite. And he also knows how to say whatever. <laughs> it's quite impressive. <laughs> he has a wide range of emotions. Oh, gosh. Anyway. Burr, 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 whatever. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Okay. Anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there are a few people who would, uh, you know, run competitively and people who just kind of showed up. Uh, A lot of people, they just showed up. So at first, they didn't think there were going to be any Greeks competing at all. And it was going to be like sad. Oh, no, Olympics, no Greek people. Uh, But 10 Greeks all at once signed up the day of the race. What? Not a one of them had 
ever run a marathon First before. of all, how are they even letting you sign up the day of? Uh, St. Louis, Missouri Olympics World uh, Fair. Third Olympics. Terrible. 1904. Terrible. Don't care. Terrible. Don't care. Don't do that. Uh, the the two men from South Africa were... Are they white? No, they're black. Oh, that's nice. They are the first uh, black Africans to compete in modern Olympics. Nice. That probably sounds like a weird question, but lots of people in South Africa are white. Right. Uh, and there is a one white South African, but he does not finish. So these are the DNF. two... DNF. There are a lot of DNFs. There are a lot of well, DNFs. Well, yeah, if you haven't trained... There are a lot of DNFs. There are, yes. Um, but they were in St. Louis not to compete, but they were there as part of the, like, World's Fair exhibit sideshow. Oh. Yeah. There were a lot of those, which That's is... So sad. Yeah. yeah but we'll, oh. we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. Anyway. The race started in the afternoon, Missouri summer. Temperatures were in the 90s in the shade. Why did they start in the afternoon? I don't know. When you could start in the morning like normal people? I don't know. Or even in the late evening. Yeah. I looked uh, in Rio. They started at like 3 o'clock maybe. Hmm. So I'm like, I guess other places do it. But it wasn't 90 degrees. Right. There. It was like 75. Yeah. Um, Gosh. The race began and ended in the stadium. And everything in between was a horrible mistake. Good. Fun. Yes. The road was um, a mud road that had dried and become caked and strewn with sharp rocks and Ugh. dust, creating perilous footing that the runners would have to, like, kind of trek over and try not to die. Good. The men had to constantly dodge crosstown traffic. What? Delivery wagons. <laughs> Railroad trains? Why aren't they, like, cordoning <laughs> off roads? Uh, trolley cars, people walking their dogs. What? That's going to come back. They're only... I'm thinking about his Tour de France with the dog, and it's like, no! No! Puppy! Puppy! No! <laughs> there are only two places along the entire route where athletes can get fresh water. One is a water tower at the six-mile mark, and there's a well, a roadside well, at the 12-mile mark. And the last half of the marathon Yeah, those are too close together. Nothing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, James Sullivan, the chief organizer of the Games, wanted to minimize the fluid intake to test the limits and effects of purposeful dehydration, which was an area of research at the time. Because he's evil? He's kind of evil. Sounds like he's evil a little he's bit. Like, let's torture them a little bit. See how it goes. <laughs> that's fun for the Olympics, that's, right? That's fun. That's why we all get together, is to test the human body. For science. You are our guinea pigs now. Welcome to Missouri. Gosh. On top Ugh. of that... Visiting athletes weren't accustomed to the nasty Missouri water, and as a consequence, many suffered from intestinal disorders from drinking oh the water. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine that? Especially, like, obviously South Africa is the nicest part of Africa, but, like, you're from Africa. And then yeah. you get to America, and you're like, wow, this water is making me sick. This is going to murder me. Isn't America supposed to be nice? Not Missouri. Sorry, Missouri. It's your turn to Sorry. get the crap. You're gonna you're gonna get it real hard today, Missouri. Yep. Uh, it's not your fault, Missourians. Yeah. You didn't choose to live there. Probably you didn't, you didn't choose to be this. 
Cars, uh, carrying coaches and physicians and people like that, mm-hmm. motored alongside the runners. But because they're basically running on like a country road, you look at pictures and it's like grass and fields on one side and like farmhouses on the other. Right. It's just a dirt road with runners on it. And the automobiles are kicking up dust. Oh my gosh. That are they're is, breathing in. They're, they're breathing it in for 24 miles, almost 25 miles. Uh, it's real bad. There's seven hills that uh, range from anywhere from 100 to 300 feet tall, some of them with very steep inclines. Oh Even the people who were trained runners were not expecting hills. They thought it was going to be flat. Yeah. Yep. Because that's normal. Uh, yeah. And I think I mentioned of 32, only 14 managed to finish. <sighs> that's less than half. That's less than half. Um. Several, several, many approaching critical condition, two people at least, definitely almost died. Oh my gosh. Uh, one dehydration? Of, one of exhaustion, dehydration, strychnine, another of right. the same minus strychnine plus internal hemorrhaging. Wow. Uh, but I want to, there's a, there's a lot to unpack. Yep. So, uh, hot mess, start to finish. I'm going to kind of go down and address grievances uh, by the order they cross the finish line. Okay. Uh, The first person to cross the finish line, but not the gold medalist, was a man named Frederick Lors. I didn't say Lord. I was like, my ancestor. No. <laughs> he, he, he's going to die 10 years later from pneumonia at the age of 29. He has a short, terrible life. Mm. So he's the first to cross the finish line. He's an American. Okay. He uh, stopped running due to exhaustion after about nine miles. Sure. Uh, his manager picked him up in a car. Ah, yes. Picked him up in a car. The old Tour de France, uh-huh. take the train method. Take the train method. I like it. They drive for the next 11 or so miles. He's he's sitting and waving at spectators and other runners what? on the car. Right. Just like waving at him like, huh? An idiot. I'm in a car. <laughs> You're not. My name's Freddie. I'm in a car. Amazing. The car broke down on the 19th mile. Embarrassing. And he continued once again on foot. Well, good for him, I guess. Been good for this little cheater boy. Yeah. People uh, passing him in automobiles who knew that he dropped out were like, get off the road. What are you doing? They're real athletes competing. And he told them he was just running home. It's Uh like, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm on my way home. I'm just running home. Yeah, I had enough whatever. energy. I just decided to uh, just jog just to my run. house. To my house. What an idiot! Uh, what he actually did was jog through the stadium to the applause of all the spectators and cross uh, cross the gosh dang finish line. What was his time? Oh, I had it somewhere. I think it was. It was three hours and something. Oh, okay. I no, was just, no one got even remotely close I to was, the record. I was wondering if his time betrayed him for the fact that he was a cheater boy. No, it was... Just, like, sheerly that. But, oh, I yeah, don't think I have it. No, I might have it, actually. Wait. Down, 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 down. Uh, no, they don't list their times. Okay. Well, whatever. It's around, like... But it wasn't, like, it took him an hour. No. No, it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't quite that bad. Okay. It was like three hours, 30 minutes or okay. something. So it, that's conceivable. It's conceivable. But, yeah. every, but everybody knows. Uh, and everyone was like, oh, it's the winner. Hooray. Oh. And he went along with it. 
Uh, and then, but after after the spectators started like booing him, be like, "Wait, he cheated! Boo. What, what the hell? He cheated!" He uh, is like, "Oh no, it was a joke. <laughs> I just pranked you, pranked you, <laughs> pranked you." Stupid idiot. And they're like, "Well, you're the worst thing that's ever happened." The amateur athletic union mm. banned him from com- competing for life. Banned him. Banned him. Although they reinstated him like a year later. Oh my gosh. Of course. Nobody likes you at all. <laughs> Nobody likes you. Doesn't matter. You're going to be dead in 10 years. That's fine. It's like the IOC, man. You F up and they're just like, you don't. Sometimes they're like, you don't even get to come to the Olympics. You don't never come here. We don't want you here at all. They're <laughs> tough. You're the worst. They're tough business. Uh, so the man who ran in second and got the gold medal. Mm-hmm. Was British-born Thomas Hicks, who was racing under the Hicks. <laughs> Thomas Hicks. Tommy Hicks. Uh, he ended up being the winner, although by modern standards, uh, it's like not even funny how much he would be disqualified. Mm. And everything that I'm going to read was r- like written out by one of his managers, Charles J.P. Lucas, who wrote... A book that year documenting the Olympics and specifically the marathon. Gotcha. Uh, but Smart. He, yeah, he writes the marathon race from a medical standpoint demonstrates that drugs are of much benefit to athletes along the road. Oh my gosh, he's doping. He's openly doping. Yeah, there's a book about it with strychnine. How do you, how does that help you? <laughs> Let's talk about alkaloids. What? Let's talk about I thought about they were being drugs. poisoned. What? Uh, it's all about dosage. I mean, it's yeah, all about dosage. What? And I learned, I learned a lot about strychnine. Which is good because it's your namesake. Yeah, strychnine. <laughs> and I might, I might post a couple videos. They're not like funny history, but it's like really interesting history. Um, and the professor gives kind of a little like. Uh, mini course on organic chemistry, which is really interesting. Sure. So I might post that. I'm going to give a brief summary of what I know about strychnine. Yeah. Strychnine. Strychnine. I say strychnine because yeah, it's I'm a, American. It's the American pronunciation. Yep. Um, it's poison. <laughs> it's a rat poison. It's, and it's sneaky poison. Like, you can put it... Because it dissolves in water, right? Is, it, that, is that the one that dissolves clear? It does. I wouldn't call it a sneaky poison, though. I, I know it's supposed to be bitter. Yes. You can taste it, mm-hmm. but you can't see it. You can't see it. So if you can just mask it with enough crap, it's pretty easy to, or it can be easy to poison someone with, and it's very deadly if you have enough of yes. it. Yes. It's uh, very toxic in small amounts, which are easy to obtain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably not a good poison if you want to kill someone because it's detectable in the body for a very long time after for years later gotcha so yeah, they'll know what it was it's also not a very subtle poison when it comes to murdering because uh you don't just like fall asleep and die no it you, you like um it looks you have like seizures and stuff right yeah you, like, uh, foam. In, in low doses, like what they're using here recreationally or for enhancement, it's kind of like a mix between caffeine and nicotine, mm-hmm. which makes sense because they all work in vaguely similar ways in the body. Right. Uh, strychnine works by inhibiting your inhibitors. 
So the things in your body that work as an off switch, it makes those not work. Yep. So, everything's on. So everything's on. The smallest amount of stimulus is enough to make you just like light up. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't do strychnine. Don't take strychnine. No. Uh, don't. We're not. I'm not recommending that you do this. No. But I discovered a whole underground world of a weird overlap between druggies and chemistry nerds. Who hmm. do take strychnine still weird. recreationally? That's so weird. So I learned a whole bunch about like the levels that are safe to consume hmm. to do it recreationally versus like poisoning yourself. They're like micrograms. Uh, yeah, they're micrograms. Yeah. So like, it's, LSD. like LSD or like nicotine actually. Yeah. yeah. So it's like if you drank or ate um, like a shot glass of nicotine, it would poison you real bad. Oh yeah. Uh, it's the same thing. People just always take strychnine when it's, like, way too much. Because, mm-hmm. like, the the amounts that uh, Hicks is taking, for example, are about, like, one milligram. It's a very small amount, like, 50 milligrams, like, enough to probably kill you. You can fit easily on, like, the, the nail on your pinky, mm-hmm. maybe twice over. Right, which is why, like... Micrograms, micrograms, to take, which are crazy small. Yeah, and, but you know, like two hundred and fifty to five hundred micrograms, or like a quarter to a half of a milligram, is what you should be aiming for. But you can take up to one milligram to two milligrams, and it's you'll probably be fine. Mm. But don't. But don't. Super don't. Especially because unlike. Caffeine and nicotine and even things like cocaine and the opioids, which are all in this alkaloid family, they're not uh, easy to obtain in ways that are, uh, what do I want to say? Safe to consume? Uh, Well, safe to consume, but like there's a whole industry around nicotine, so it's very easy to find the correct dosage. Like, right. people put them in special cigarettes, and they're mm-hmm. tested, which... Regulated. You know, nicotine's very dangerous, and it will kill you eventually, right. but uh, it's easy to get, like, the right dosage mm-hmm. versus, uh, you know, maybe I'll buy this uh, seed pod from India and grind it up myself and hope I get the right amount. Yeah. Don't do that. No. Don't do that. That's very bad. Uh, so, anyway... At low dosage, like he's taking it, it's, uh, it's, uh, I mean, at the time, they're taking it like a strong cup of coffee. And it's not just performance enhancing, it's like people, like people drink espressos now. It's like medicine. Uh, which, you know, that's pretty true of lots of old medicine. It's like, mm-hmm. that's just, it's not good. Yeah. You know, like take cocaine while right. you are pregnant and give it to your children because they have a cough, mm-hmm. which it does work. Right. Um, but, yeah, you know. a researcher noted in 1917, this is like 13 years after that Olympics, that rats injected with uh, small doses of uh, strychnine navigated mazes faster. Hmm. Um, by then they'd been using it as a casual stimulant for like a three quarters of a century. Sure. H.G. Wells writes about in The Invisible Man, which is in, like, 1890s. I've read in The Invisible Man. Yeah. Yeah. And the title character calls Strychnine a grand tonic to take the flabbiness out of a man. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it. I was like, what? But also the devil and the paleolithic in a bottle. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but if you take too much of it, it looks more like tetanus, and you will die a horrible, horrible death. Mm. Horrible death. Yes. Very easy to poison yourself. Don't take strychnine. Take away anything from this episode. Don't, don't take strychnine. Um, which is, I don't know, some people, they're like, oh, it was like all the all the colors were brighter, all the sounds were prettier, everything felt... Take it was LSD. Like, it, yeah, right. It's just like, t- it's it's really bad when the, your come away is like, just take LSD. What are you doing? Well, I took drugs class, and I know that right. LSD is not going to hurt you. <laughs> it's the stuff they put in LSD that's going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's unregulated. Right. But, um, like, that's much safer of an option, I feel like. Uh, and even in, uh, like, the late 1890s, people, like, medical students take strychnine a lot to help them get through exams. Because, uh, you know, it's like caffeine, a mix between caffeine and nicotine. It keeps you awake, keeps right. you energized, your mind it's works like taking Adderall now. Yeah, it's yeah. like Adderall. Uh, but it's like Adderall where if you take just a little too much, still... Uh, like a common dosage, but at some point, like your jaw starts locking up, and you your muscles start shaking, right. and you go into convulsions a little bit. Yeah, so I have seizures, and then you have to like very hurriedly take as much like counter poison as you can, and go to bed and hope you don't die in the Good. night. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ten. Well, let's go back to Hicks. Okay. Uh, ten miles from the finish, mm-hmm. Hicks starts to show signs of collapse. Uh-oh. He asks for a drink of water. I'm going to say no. It was refused. Yep. Yeah. Uh, How they, could I have guessed that? Mm-hmm. They sponged his mouth uh, with distilled Ooh. water. That's so weird yeah, and just, gross sounding. Just to make him think he's hydrated, but he's not. Good. He kept up well until seven miles from the stadium. And then the the author he's writing, the manager in the car was forced to administer uh, about one milligram of sulfate of strychnine by mouth, along with the white of one egg. Okay. Yeah. And although they had French brandy in the car, uh, they abstained for the moment just to see how he did with the stimulants. Why? This is so mean. It's so mean. This is horrible. It's like they're torturing him. They are torturing uh, him. <laughs> Literally. It's like the most sadistic life support ever. And it is life support. Like, he wants to lay down and die for the last four miles a lot. Uh, and you see pictures, and it's just like two men just walking next to him, supporting him almost, like, to have another brandy. That's what you want, right? Something to dehydrate you? Make the pain go away? Oh, gosh. Uh, so four miles from home, he wants to just lie down and sleep. They're like, no, Forever. no, you can't. Uh, but it was at that point that um, Lors of New York, the guy who cheated. Dickhead, yeah. Uh, he, he had passed, and he was just, he's like, no, there's no point going on anymore. But he kind of came around a bit when he learned that uh, Lors had cheated. Mm-hmm. So they passed the 20-mile post, and the color is just leaving his face. Mm. He's ashen pale. The coach and manager administer another one milligram strychnine dose. Stop it. Two more egg whites and uh, a, a heavy cup of brandy. Okay. And then they bathe him in warm water, uh, the water being kept warm 
along the road uh, by being placed on the boiler of the automobile. Good. This is, again, in 90-plus degree heat. Yep. Raw egg whites. Warm water. Uh, basically what would feel like a quad shot of espresso twice. Um, yeah, and brandy. Good. So he's he's running mechanically. His eyes are dull, <sighs> lusterless. The ashen color's back in his face. His arms are like weights being tied down, which could be part exhaustion, but it's also a uh, a, symptom. a symptom of strychnine mm. poisoning. Terrible. Which I don't know if it's enough, but he's also like not doing really well to begin yeah. with. Yeah, he could barely lift his legs. His knees were giving out. Gosh. The um, his manager notes that he starts hallucinating. Why is that not of greater concern? <laughs> I don't know. Because they're crazy. They're crazy. He starts hallucinating. Then he's 20 miles from the start. He's, he, oh, my god! He starts raving about how hungry he is. Yes, uh, he is. The last mile and a half, there were two enormous hills. This is one of the runners who had trained, uh-huh. but was not expecting hills. Right. Uh the all the brandy they had was out. They had used up all the brandy on him. Mm-hmm. Um, so they finally, like, reluctantly gave him a little water. Uh, and then they gave him two more eggs. Uh, and he, he walked up the last of the two hills and kind of jogged down. I'm surprised he didn't just fall over and roll down. That's fair. Um, he tried to, tried to pick up his speed as he came into the stadium, and he just couldn't. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't. Just limping in. Uh, he barely made it the last 440 yards in. Like, he's actively dying at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tried to award him a trophy, but he his condition was not good enough for him to receive it. He kind of just collapsed as soon as they're like, you, you won, you did it. And he's like, ah, I'm dying now. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Bye forever. Uh, the the way they phrase it is Hicks's vitality was very low. Oh yeah, he was very low. After about uh, an hour, he kind of rests in the stadium. They take him to a nearby athletic club in the streetcar, and he he passes out. Mm-hmm. He lost eight pounds during the race. Uh, after a good night's rest, he gained back like four of it. That's good. Um, he's mostly probably just water. That's yeah, mostly water. Um, twice. In this this uh, book by the manager, mm-hmm. he he describes at first. He's like, okay, I just want to make it clear uh, that Hicks is not that good of an athlete. He's like, uh, what? I, I don't want to like take away from the great honor that he is won, but it must be stated again. He does this at the start and the end of this tale that there were at least three other men in the race who were much better runners and should have beat him, but they didn't have life support. What a dickhead. Well, this is kind of a dick. Oh, uh, Lord. It's terrible, but the people that Kill he... Kill that man. <laughs> just, can we murder this man? Uh, but he's, he's so proud. He's like, drugs are the best thing that ever happened to running. Look at how much work you did. It got this man the gold medal. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but so he, that's why he's saying he's not good. He's like, oh, but the drugs... But the drugs, the drugs, the drugs can make people who are bad at running good. Drugs did real good. Uh, but the people he thought did better were uh, the Frenchman who came in second, mm-hmm. uh, a guy from New York who came in third, and uh, a guy named Caravajal Hall. Caravajal. 
Carvajal. There we go. Okay. The A's were in the wrong place. I'm a little dyslexic. Carvajal of Cuba. 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 This guy. This guy's great. So he came in fourth place. Mm-hmm. He was the one that Hicks' manager was most impressed by physically. He was five foot. He's short. He's short boy, but stocky. He's a stocky boy. I mean, that's not great for a runner, though. No, it's real bad you for a runner. Be long, yeah, and skinny. You want to be like real tall, like a stick with yes. huge legs. He was not, and no fat. His training or muscle, right? His training was that he had been a mail carrier in Cuba. Mm. Hmm. Okay. So he, he's not a runner, man. He's not a runner. That makes sense because he doesn't look like one. He just doesn't look like it. He especially it doesn't get better. So I continue on the story. Mm. He campaigned for money to get to the Olympics by doing walking and running exhibitions in Cuba. Oh, that's cute. Including a journey across the full length of the island. Oh, that's so nice. Uh, He wanted to go to the Olympics. When he arrived in the States, he lost all his money in New Orleans. Oh, no. And was forced... Gambling? Uh, probably. Okay. And he was forced to hitchhike and walk the rest of the way to... Missouri. To Missouri. That's sad. Yeah. Oh he he arrived at the race like the day of, dressed in a white long sleeve shirt. No, long dark pants. No, a beret. No, and a heavy pair of street shoes. No, that's not gonna work, buddy. It's <laughs> not gonna work. Your outfit's terrible for this. You're not prepared for this. No, you uh, don't know how running happens. The other uh, runners felt bad for him and helped him like cut the ends of his trousers off. Oh, so that's they, nice. So they looked like shorts. It's uh, so sad. It's so sad. You look at him, he's very fancy. He's yes. such a cute little boy. <laughs> I know, it's like you should be here. Oh, no. uh, but his Felix Carvajal trotted. Um, trotted. Trotted. That's I, like, what, I like the name Felix. Yeah. Uh, trotted along in his cumbersome shoes and billowing shirt, making good time, even though he paused and chatted with spectators in broken English anytime he had a chance. Oh my gosh. So every time there's people on the road, he's like, oh, hello, I'm from Cuba. What a nerd turd. <laughs> he's such What's a... up? <laughs> Hi there, are you here to watch the oh, race? Oh, pretty ladies, hello. hello. I'm pretty. here to, from Cuba, far pretty, away. I'm from, I'm from exotic, hello Foreign land. My see my beret. I'm Felix, you see my billowing shirt? I'm here for the marathon. Yes, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> yes, this is it. It's fantastic. I'm so glad to be here. We don't know how to do Cuban accents no. at all. No, this is just like fancy. This is the voice of someone with a billowing white shirt. Yeah, fancy boy. Uh, the the Hicks's manager. I don't. This seems like too much. But by one estimate, he lost some sixty minutes doing the chatting. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, but if it's true, then he might have beaten the Olympic record if he just hmm. run. I mean, he still could be a good runner. Some people. Yeah. Are really good. He's uh, he's despite solid. their builds, you know. He he only drank once at the well at the eleven mile mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, he hadn't eaten in two days. He stopped by uh, Hicks's manager's automobile and he saw they were eating peaches. And he's like, "Hey, can I have some of your peaches? I'm really hungry." Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, "No, we can't have any peaches." He playfully snatched two of them and booked it. Bye <laughs> bye. I'm taking them anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry, all I can think about right now is um, the episode of The Office 
where they have the fun run. Yeah. It's like the first episode of season four mm-hmm. where Michael's like, time to carbo load. And no. he eats a whole bunch of fettuccine Alfredo <laughs> right before he runs. He's just puking up fettuccine for the next oh, 20 minutes. So gross. And he, so won't, and he won't drink water. No, he won't. Because he's like, rabies is a fear of water. And you're like, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> but, uh, like... Obviously, he's not making those mistakes, but he is making plenty of mistakes that plenty I'm like, no, no, honey. Mistakes That's not how you were run. made. Uh, like, he, I'm not even a runner, and I know that's not how you run. That's not how you run. He was hungry. Hungry boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, for me. Bye-bye. Uh, try to catch me. I'm ready. Goodbye. <laughs> and he looks like a child to them. He's five feet tall. Five feet tall. And, it's not, and it's not like in the 1700s where everyone's shorter. No. It's like in the 1900s, people are decently tall, and Americans are pretty tall. Oh, yeah. 19, 1904, a man in a billowing shirt grabbed our peaches and ran away. <laughs> oh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Never mind now. I'm hungry. He's <laughs> poor. He's so cute, though. Uh, he, he also stopped at an apple orchard and picked a couple apples, but they were rotten and he got sick. Oh, no. Honey, it, you can't you know how to check. <laughs> uh, it gave him They're such... They're rotting on the tree? I mean, I figure he just picked them up off the ground. Oh, honey, you gotta pick them off the tree. Yeah. He when they rot and they fall off because they get too heavy. <laughs> And then all oh, the he doesn't know how can. apples work. He doesn't know how apples work. Is the problem? He's like, oh, that's a good one, right? I can reach it. No, I have to tell you. Sorry, I'm interrupting you so much. But my dad and I were watching. Have you seen Naked and Afraid? I've only heard of it. Okay. It sounds amazing. It's really good. So people <laughs> naked in the woods have to try to survive. Yeah, um, and it's a, it's hilarious. Um, it's like the best thing that's ever been invented. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But this dude, his his like partner girl quit. Mm-hmm. Right, because she was, like, just getting... She was too naked and too afraid. <laughs> yeah, they were in, like, the Belizean jungle, and she was getting stung to hell, and she's like, I can't be here anymore. They're, mm-hmm. like, literally up in my business, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Um, so he, she's like, bye, after, like, five days, I think, which is still pretty good. Yeah. Like, they were only supposed to be there 14, but then he's like, I'm gonna do this by myself. And I'm like, that's <laughs> actually probably easier. She didn't look like she was doing anything. Yeah. But one day he finds a coconut, and he's like, ooh, coconut. No. And then he cracks it open... Um, sorry, no. He tries to crack it open, doesn't work, but he gets a little hole and he drinks it, and then he cracks it open two mm. seconds later, and it's rotten inside. Mm. You're like, oh no! How did you not taste that? No, he did. He was like, ugh, oh. and then he opened it, and then it was rotten inside. Oh, and gross. I was like, moron, you gotta open it first. Stupid. Don't drink it. Also, it's brown on the ground. Right. You need the green ones oh, in the tree. God. You idiot. You need a fresh coconut. You don't know how coconuts work. Yep, so he, it was like that. He's like, yeah. oh, it's, I can reach it, so must be good, right? No, no, you're too short to reach no. the good ones. He can't. He could probably climb it, but this, he's like, oh, I don't feel like it. This one's good. Uh, it's like the peaches; they're just there. So you yeah, just grab yeah. them and run. He's poor and starving. It's fast food, anyway. But it gives him like super bad cramps. Oh. And he just like rolls up in a fetal position on the side of the road and takes no. a nap. That's so cute. <laughs> I love him. He's my favorite boy. better and continue with the race and he finished fourth. Oh, that's really good. He almost medaled in Olympic sport. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, he, took, mean, he took a nap and he almost got a medal. Sounds like he was a pretty good runner. Yeah. He was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. They were impressed. I mean, if he can take naps in the middle and still almost win. Yeah. It's pretty good. 
Uh, as an aside, because uh-huh. this man fascinates me and he is adorable. Oh, he's so cute. Uh, Carvajal was selected to represent uh, Cuba in the 1906 Olympics in Athens. Oh. Uh, and all of his expenses were funded by the Cuban government. Aww. He was all set to go. Yay. There was no going to be no hitchhiking. He was, like, set. Yeah. Uh, and then he uh, he disappeared after landing in Italy and never arrived in Athens. Oh, no. He, they thought he was dead. Yeah. Uh, and they had an obituary for him published oh my gosh. in Cuban newspapers. Uh, and then later, it says he returned to Havana on a Spanish steamer, and he was fine. What? Yeah. Where did he go? I don't know. What? Doesn't say. That's so weird. It's like, what is your life? What is your life? Amazing. <laughs> I want to know everything about you. I'm so into it. I think he's an assassin. Probably. What else is happening? He's really drunk. He just he's really drunk all, all the time. time. All the time. <laughs> he just goes places cuz he feels like it. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Well, it'll happen. It'll work out. And it does weirdly. Mm. Man, they thought you were dead. You went to the Olympics and, and you never like, made it. Oh no, I just took a vacation. <laughs> I just I just made you pay for my vacation. Ah. It's fine. Joke on you. I'm not that fast. No. <laughs> I just went for the peaches. It's fine. It's fine. I want a sample of the Italian peaches. Do the Italians grow peaches? They're called tomatoes. No. <laughs> not quite as good as peaches. No, they're so good. Mm. Okay. Uh, so, uh, a little bit about the Greeks. A great deal of attention was paid on the Greeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, they didn't think they were going to have any Greeks. And then ten of them all showed up at once. Right. Uh, none of them had come to America for the Olympics. They they just lived in the United States from like one to fifteen years. They were just there. Weird. Um, not not a single one of them trained for the event. Of course not. They just they're they, Greek. They don't have to. It's they, in their blood. Yeah, it's in their blood to die doing it. I might add. Yep. Famously, you die. Famously die at the end of this. Yes. Uh, they all just kind of took their chances. Uh, one of them finished. Death. One of them finished uh, in fifth. Oh. I mean, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Like, with training, you might have been decent. Sure. I mean, you were already decent, but everyone right. ahead of you almost died, except for the mailman. <laughs> I mean, he might have died from <laughs> stomach problems. He's like, oh, the peaches and apples are good. Oh, I should have eaten no. more. <laughs> it's 90 degrees and I'm sick. <laughs> Poor Take little a man. nap in the shade. <laughs> Put my beret over my head and go to sleep. <laughs> I wake up later. It'll be better. It's <laughs> so cute. Uh, a little, okay, so South Africans. Uh-huh. Uh, one finished ninth and one finished 12th. Not bad. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, their names were Len uh, uh, Tanyani and Jan Mashiani. I thought you were going to say Jan Taniani. <laughs> no. It's like, look at them. Best friends. Almost. And, of course, no one could pronounce their names, so they called them, like, Lester. L- Lenton oh. and... Uh, what, what was it? Ya, Yashani? Yashani? Yeah, that's easier to pronounce. Uh, they both sounded like Chinese and Japanese names. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, that's, that's not how it happens. No. They, yeah, first Just two. Just American names. Yeah. They're in America. Lanny. And Lester. And Yanni. Lenny and Yanni. They were, you know, not there for the event. They were working on the fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, so they were exhibits? Or they were workers? Like, are they cleaning things? Well, uh, what are they doing? They're exhibits, but they are being paid. Uh, every, well, everyone. Yeah, but it's still terrible. Yeah, like everyone there has like agents and, you know, they're sure. They're doing shows and stuff. Okay. It's still very demeaning, and their yes. part is like, 
Uh, it sounds like they weren't quite as bad because they had people from like Japan who's like, look at the savages. Yeah, and it's gross. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tanyani, the one who came in ninth, was a veteran of the Second Boer War, and okay. he was a dispatch runner, so he's like, you know. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Who knows how to run? Yeah. Uh, and Fair. he was part of the Boer War exhibition, and he did reenactments of battles twice a day. Oh, that's cute. I mean, at least he was yeah. in it. He was. So, like, that's not as yeah. gross. Uh, but but like kind of like the Greeks, they just kind of decided to do it, and they showed up to sure. the race uh, barefoot. Sure. Len finished uh, ninth, and the other guy 12th, which was a disappointment. People thought that they were going to do better. Because they're black. Uh, I guess. Uh, Len certainly would have done better had he not been chased nearly a mile off course by aggressive dogs. Oh. Who don't like black people. Who don't like black, not in Missouri. Bye. Yep. Yeah, that's almost a mile, those dogs chasing. That's crazy. It's crazy. Did so, he smell like meat? I don't know. Hmm. They just saw they saw him and they're like, ah! It's like, get no, him! Puppy, no! <laughs> puppy, no! Oh, poor Len. <laughs> poor Len. So we've got strychnine, doping, came in a car, chased by dogs, mailman, stomach aches, uh, Greeks who just showed up. I think they sure. were drunk. Why not? Uh, and then there's the guy who almost died, who almost died for real, real, who the most serious case of exhaustion was uh, William R. Garcia of San Francisco. Mm. He almost said Hispanic, his, he is, uh, sounds yeah, like. Perhaps. Or just a delicious kind of froyo. No. Oh, gosh. Cherry Garcia. <laughs> not really frozen yogurt, but William okay. Cherry Garcia. No. No. Uh, but he, he almost set his own record. By nearly, it says, being the first person to die in an Olympic marathon, which I'm like, surely the second, because the first one. Yeah, well, Olympic marathon. Yeah. So, it's it's not an event when the first guy yeah. dies. Yeah. That one's just a precedent. Yeah. This is why I don't run marathons, because <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing started with they death. They murder. Yep. He was found on the roadside, eight miles from the finish. Uh, suffering from severe hemorrhaging of the stomach. Oh. the uh, All the dust being kicked up by the automobiles and terrible road conditions mm-hmm. caused an erosion of the membranes on the wall of his stomach. Oh, my gosh. And caused serious bleeding, which almost cost him his life. Was he already having, like, stomach problems? He didn't say anything about it. Because sounds like it was, seems... Sounds like he was doing okay. I mean, other people did not have a good time. He was just the only one who, like, almost died from it. Right. That's that's what I mean. That seems like mm-hmm. something that maybe like you had, like, yeah. Maybe. That maybe you had some sort of predisposition to. Like, maybe he didn't even know about it. I mean, maybe not. But it's also yeah. 1904, so, like, who knows? Yeah. I'm sure he didn't get checked by a doctor about no. how his stomach lining was. No. Uh, but they, they think if he had not been found or been unaided for, like, an hour or more, he would have died. Oh, good. But he was removed... Uh, but at least he got most of the way there. The f- first person to fall out of the race got 880 yards out of the stadium before throwing up and calling it quits. That's not anything. That's nothing. I can run that far. That's nothing. Before I vomit <laughs> and quit. But you're not You're not an adult drunk Greek man. Was it a Greek man? It was probably a Greek man. Uh, okay. The odds are, like, half of the people in this race are Greek who've never trained before in their That's lives. That's true. 
<laughs> you just boss because you're drunk. I quit. Oh, it's so hot. This was, a, I, this was a bet I made with those guys. It was a terrible mistake. <laughs> I've done a terrible thing to myself. Oh, um, we can look at pictures, but that's about all I have. Unless we want to talk about strychnine some more. No, I think we're good. Uh, but here's um Hicks. I mean, look at this road. Oh, it's, yeah. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. They're basically holding him up as they jog. It's very, yeah. Look at his tiny legs. And it's, it's very skinny another legs. dirt. It's nothing. No, they're in the woods. They're in, like. they're in the freaking woods. That's not how you're supposed to run marathons. It's not a marathon. Where's Where's the little short boy? I want to see him. Um, is there pictures of short boy? That's the winner. That's Hicks. Ah, okay. So, let me see. I think he's here. Number three. This guy. Oh, he's so cute. Look at his, his long sleeve shirt. His billowy oh, shirt. No. He's adorable. He's so cute. He's really cute. I know that there love it. are um, better pictures of him. Let me find Carvajal. Okay. Hall. 1904. This is the most exciting part of the podcast where we Google things. Yeah. Woo. Clicking sounds. Mm, clicking sounds. But look at him. He's adorable. Oh, he's so cute. Mm. I love his shorts. <laughs> I love they cut him, but they're still not short at all. He's like, he has really long socks. He's got underneath. a great mustache. He, it's such a good mustache. Yes. It's like the perfect, like, 1904 twiddled ends mm-hmm. mustache. He's wearing a thick old belt, too. Yeah. He's not... Not prepared. Not prepared. And yet, did maybe better than most of the people in this race. I understand why the guy thinks he was better than him if he had all those problems and he still <laughs> right. did that well. And he still almost meddled. I can't believe Amazing. it. Amazing. Uh, um, look at this guy. He's got a story. Oh, my gosh. The fly. The flyer, Felix the He's flyer. So cute. Oh, these are the two oh, uh, South Africans. Yeah, first. Uh, yeah, see, so you can actually see their legs. Mm hmm. Because they're not wearing socks. They're not wearing socks. They covered their whole legs. Terrible. I guess all of their shorts aren't very short, but it's like, man. Yeah, one of you is wearing pants. A lot more clothes than the other ones. Yep. <laughs> I've never had a favorite Cuban. He's my favorite Cuban, though. <laughs> He's adorable little mailman. He's so cute. To you, Felix. Felix the Flyer. Felix the Flyer. He was so good that the manager of the gold medalist was like, I mean, the gold medalist isn't very good, though. This right. guy was way better. Did you see Felix, though? Yeah. We he had took to, a nap, and he still almost got a medal. We had to dope the heck out of our guy to get him to f- cross the finish line. Did you line. see that Felix is wearing a long shirt and full pants? <laughs> he's billowy. He's got he's a beret on. He's, he has a beret on. And he still almost got a medal. <laughs> he took a nap. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, hello. I, I just hello, saw. I am Felix from Cuba. Do you like my hat? Oh. I like my hat. You like my mustache? <laughs> I am running today, but I didn't know I was supposed to wear a short sleeve shirt. But this is my only shirt I brought, so I will not cut it. It's very hot here, but I don't mind. It's fine. Cuba my, is also very hot. My my friends cut my pants off, so how, I'm doing much how better. How kind of them. They also gave me two peaches. Do you have any food? <laughs> I'm very hungry. I'm very Hungry, kind of starving, if you will. But um, I have no money. I haven't eaten in forty hours. I'm hoping there's a cash prize at the end of this, <laughs> or at least food. Uh, yeah, so maybe a buffet. More peaches? That'd be great. 
apples that aren't rotten. No apples. I am allergic now to apples. The apples in your country are very bad. <laughs> you really should talk to someone about that. <laughs> Missouri, your apples are terrible. <laughs> I didn't even know Missouri had apples. Very weird. That's weird. I mean, maybe at the time, they probably don't grow apples anymore. Yeah. You know who does grow apples? Washington. Washington. Way better. But you know who grows the most potatoes? Washington. <laughs> uh, not you, Idaho. Not you. That's just all you have to your name. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. And murdering people. That's right. In the mountains. I mean, Washington's got a lot of that, too. Yeah. We're more stylish about it. We don't, like, kill people in the woods and then never speak of it. We, I mean, we do, but not by, like, hick people. With deer powers. I mean, not that we've seen. There's plenty of hick places in western Washington. It's true. And eastern Washington, actually. Have we talked about our Idaho trip, or is this just random non sequiturs? Uh, I don't think so. So I don't think they know, okay. but that's okay. Uh, well, we talked about the deer, I think. Yeah, when we almost died from a deer. Yep. Um, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I hope you enjoyed learning about old Olympics as much as I did, because that was fab. Don't be chased by a dog today. Don't do strychnine at all. Just don't. Yep. There Eat. are other things. <laughs> Have a couple cups of espresso. Yeah. Or LSD, even. Sure. It's handily uh, dosaged out into microgram little things you can put on your tongue. That dissolves. Very easy. Yep. Just be careful because there could be other stuff in there you don't want. Yes. Also, you don't know how you're going to react to hallucinogens, especially if it's your first time taking them. Yep. So be very careful. Take with friends. Start small. Start small today. <laughs> don't do a marathon the first time you run today. <laughs> Just don't do drugs, mostly, in general. Or marathons. Yes. Both uh, of those are bad and could kill you. May, drink water today. Yes. If you're going to do a marathon, be smart about it. Yep. And hopefully no one tries to blow it up. Uh-huh. Because it's not always the running that can kill you. No. Nope. Sometimes it's the strychnine. And sometimes it's bombs. Sometimes it's Nazis. Yeah. So. Sometimes it's Missouri. It's true. Sometimes it's the organizers of the Olympics. Who are just want to watch the world burn. They, you are the lab rat. <laughs> this is the maze. Cuckoo, could you? 